Justin Tucker, the senior, on to try a 40-yard field goal out of the hold of Cade McCrary. The final play of the rivalry. Good snap and hold. Tucker's kick is up. Justin's kick is good! It's good! Texas Football Talk. I'm your host, Jeremy Lockby. Once again, joined by my brother, Clint, in this episode of Position Preview. Talking tight ends. How you doing, brother? Hey, pretty good, man. It's uh, I think we're down to our last two uh, previews, position uh, previews for the fall. Uh, tight ends being one, and I think we have the running backs next. Uh, definitely a lot of things happen around the 40 acres, man. Really, really excited to, to get into this one, really dig into this one. Uh, when you when you listen to Steve Sarkeesian, you kind of – one of those things that, that he brings up is – Tight ends is probably the most important position outside of the quarterback in his offense because they're going to be asked to do a lot of things. Uh, and where do we sit as far as uh, really uh, offensive set goes? And it sounds like they're running a lot of two tight end sets. It wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. You probably see Kate Brewer one, one, you know, one end of the line, and then you have Jared Wiley at the other end of the line. One of them probably being a little bit better as a, you know, as a pass blocker, and the other one being a little bit more athletic as a as a as a pass catching tight end. Uh, your thoughts, man, on on kind of where you see the tight ends lining up in 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 the offense this year? No, like you said, uh, Steve Sarkeesian asked them to do a lot, align themselves in line. You know, it's a, a traditional tight end space. He put them in the slot as a heavy slot. Uh, sometimes he'll put them in the backfield as a fullback, and then line them up in the backfield as an H back. Sometimes, so he's asking them to line up in multiple different positions on the football field in order to see what the defense is going to do in counter. And, and in my mind, he's doing exactly what Steve Sarkeesian's always done with that two tight end set. Uh, he understands that the strength of his offense currently is probably the running game with B. John Robinson. And he's going to put as many big men on the, on the field as he possibly can to block in the run game. Uh, so like I said, the versatility of this group, you know, being able to put them out wide, being able to keep them in the inline, the, the piece we need to see is, is are those guys like the Wileys, the Laybrocks, the, the young freshmen talking about Gunnar Helm, Juan Davis, and, and Jatavian Sanders, are they going to be able to pick up the, the run blocking game? Because we, we know they can all pass catch and, and line up in, in the slot and, and make plays on the ball and, and as, as a receiver. But how are they going to affect the, the run game as, as, as blockers is what I'm interested to see. Yeah. So when you look at it, you kind of went through the pretty help from pretty much majority of the names that we're going to kind of be talking about here. Uh, you're, lo- you're looking at a uh, experience mixed in with very, 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 very young talent. And, and some of those guys, you know, you know, if you look at it, Lay Brock and, and Kay Brewer and Jared Wiley have been around the, the you know, uh, campus for, for multiple years, man. But then you got guys behind them that are they're uber talented guys that either wide receivers or quarterbacks, uh, just like Jared Wiley. Um, and then you got a guy in, in Jatavian Sanders that's a, could have been a five star on both offense or the defensive side of the ball. So I think you have a lot of experience mixed in with with uh, with young talent. Uh, when you go back and you look at kind of Alabama's, you know what what Steve Sarkeesian did at Alabama and look at his offensive sets and so on and so forth. You don't see a lot of rotations with the tight ends, but again, you also don't see a lot of receptions and, and pass yards with those tight ends that he currently has. Um, but I think we, if with this room, uh, particularly with this room, I think we have to take advantage of the talent we currently have in the room there because I think it may be one of the most more talented tight end rooms uh, in the country if you can get guys to play to the level in which they need to play this year. I agree with everything you said other than the experience piece. Uh, Kay Brewer, yes, experienced senior, 
talking about Jared Wiley, he's the only other upperclassman in this you know room. And, and going back and look at his statistics that you pulled, he's only played in nine games with two starts. Only had nine balls go his way uh, for for, and we'll talk about a statistical uh, analysis later on the show. But but yeah, we say experience, but the only true experienced guy is, is Kay Brewer because when Jared Wiley came from Temple, he was a converted quarterback, so he didn't get a lot of play in the, as a tight end in his freshman year. He got to play last year, but again, only nine games, two starts. So the only really true experience that I see in this room is Kay Brewer. But yes, you're absolutely right about the talent. You're absolutely right about they're going to. Again, with every other position we're talking about in Steve Sarkeesian's offense, the, talent, the guys that are supposed to play will play, so there won't be a, won't be a whole lot of rotations uh, for this position group. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of talent, but I'm not so sure about the experience level. Maybe the experience comes to, you know, more of the mentorship, really the mentorship and guidance that, that you know, you have a couple of upperclassmen when you have, you know, um, in, in juniors and seniors that have been around a, a football program, a power five program for a while, can show these younger guys, not so much maybe from a playing experience, but at least being around that program for a while. You don't have a bunch of, you know, uh, sophomores and freshmen running down there, but you have a, like a six year senior there and a, and someone that, you know, right. in a, in a junior Jared Wiley has been around the program uh, that can show these guys the way uh, and show them how things are supposed to be done each and every day. Yeah, definitely, definitely been around the program. This will be his third year. Like you said, uh, yeah, he can, he can definitely uh, show them where the weight room is. Definitely coach him up. Like he's, he's a, he's a guy that, that, that I anticipate making a whole lot of big plays and, and we'll talk about him specifically here in a couple minutes, but yeah, uh, definitely agree. They've been on campus. Him being a, a junior, a true junior, and, and Kate being a like you said, uh, been around the program, fifth year tied in. This is going into sixth year of, of extra eligibility. So um, yeah, let's get to talking about him. And I'll start with Kate Brewer again. He wears number eighty, six four, two hundred and forty three pound senior, three star uh, tied in from Austin. He's like I said, he's in his sixth year. Uh, selected as the John Mackey Award preseason watch list, which is the best tight end in college football. Um, again, production would say that, or, or make you question why he's on this list. But again, if he's the, if he's the guy in Steve Sarkeesian's offense, I think a lot of that goes to, to his offense and his ability to get, you know, production out of this tight end position, uh, named, uh, 14, all big 12 preseason watch list by Phil Steele and earned a big 12 honorable mention in the year of 2020. And he's definitely the best blocking tight end we have on this current roster. Uh, your thoughts about Kate Brewer? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think, like you said, it it comes down to to you know when you're looking at um, you know obviously pass catching versus where they got him as far as the John Mackey Award preseason preseason watch list. I think it, it, they go in hand in hand. Obviously, he is the best blocking tight end that we currently have on the roster. Um, if you're going to run the ball, you obviously you're going to probably see Kate Brewer out there. Um, obviously, you got to get these other guys to the level in which he is. So you're kind of not showing your hand um, each and every play knowing that when K Brewer is out there, more like you're going to run the ball. And when you have somebody else out there, it may be an opportunity to, to throw the ball down the field. But yeah, like you said, there's, you're looking at, you know, uh, played in 10 games last year, 15 catches for 169, not 169 total yards, not, not overwhelming, uh, which if you, if you looked at K Brewer coming out of high school, he was, he had hell of stats, man. I actually went back and looked at his stats. He was really a, a wide receiver there, uh, there uh, in high school in, in, He's a natural hands catcher, a natural pass catcher. And when you looked at him, we were really excited when Kate Brewer came out of high school, you know, to come be a, a tight end uh, at the University of Texas. I just think that um, from from a tight end standpoint, it's kind of hard to see what you're going to get each and every game. Um, obviously, obviously, these guys aren't utilized a, a lot. But like you said, best blocking tight end um, that Texas has. And I think that uh, moving forward, we'll, we'll see what he does uh, from pass catching this year. 
moving on to, to who I think probably right now the best tight in, in the room, um, you know, obviously has to work on those, you know, you know, blocking and, and, and what they need to do as far as run game goes. But, you know, Jared Wiley, man, number 18, uh, 6'7", 251 pounds, uh, junior, three-star at Temple, Texas, um, a quarterback, uh, played quarterback in high school, man. Uh, we need to take advantage of, of his athletic ability. You're talking about size, speed combination. Um, that's a matchup nightmare for any opposing defensive back or linebacker. Uh, you, you get a defensive back lined up on a six, seven, uh, you know, six, seven player and, and he'll, it's like a basketball player, you know, throw it down, throw it down in the, in, in the, in the, in the center and let the center get it, man. And just, uh, dunk over these guys, man. So I think we just have to take advantage of his side and speed. Uh, played in nine regular season games, started against Texas Tech and Baylor. But when you go back and you look at his stats, it's all about yards per catch per average. So caught nine passes for 166 yards, 18 point yards per catch average, but only had one touchdown. Logged two catches for 63 yards, uh, you know, uh, against TCU, uh, including a 52 yard reception. Again, 31.5 yards per reception, but not enough receptions in the game. Uh, again, looking at Baylor, caught two passes for 70 yards, 35 yards per, per average uh, with a 47-yard catch. Um, so he has big play ability. Um, I just don't think we're taking – I don't, I don't think the, the last coaching staff took advantage of, of what Jared Wiley could do for this, this offense. Your thoughts, man, on Jared Wiley? Yeah, just the, the yards per catch average is kind of swayed a little bit. Uh, when 99 of the 166 total yards that he's received – at the University of Texas is tied up in two plays. So he's got seven catches for 66 yards and two catches for 100 yards. So, yeah, like you said, he has big playability. We just need to get the ball in his hands more often. Uh, like you said, explosive play combination. He has that ability, and it and it all ties to that six-foot-seven frame. You know, like down in the red zone, he gets smaller DBs. and He's faster than all DBs, and he's probably or, – or bigger than all DBs, and he's faster than all the linebackers. So – Put him in positions where he can make plays. Again, a 52-yard play, a 47-yard play. But after that, it was it was seven for 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 100, which is still pretty doggone good, uh, which was left over. But yeah, um, so I, I think, like you said, he's probably the uh, big play candidate in this room, and we need to take advantage advantage of that more often than not. Shit, if you give you if you give me a tight end that's good that's that's got seven receptions for hundred over hundred yards, you're talking about twelve yards per reception. So uh, yeah. again, I, I think I think average when you're looking at yards per yards per again, if if, if they would have went to a more, would have been consistently being a 15, 16, 17 yards per play uh, from a tight end. Hell, I take a first down every time, you know, I toss the ball out to anybody. So I, I just think, you know, taking advantage of of Jared Wiley's ability to to one, uh catch the ball uh but two you gotta to me weakness right now is, is obviously blocking ability and that block ability blocking ability uh, uh has to be there because what you don't want to do is you don't want to just have caper out there when it's time to run the ball because obviously we're going to consistently run the ball this year yeah i just i just like the big play threat again steve sarkeesian wants to score as fast as he possibly can this is a guy that can bust big plays for for 45 50 60 yards uh and he's huge running down the middle wide open Again, big plays excite your offense. Big plays excite your defense. Uh, and like I said, it, it ultimately leads to, to scoring points. So, yeah, get this guy on the field as much as you can tolerate if his if his blocking doesn't hinder you in certain scenarios. Because again, you don't want to be every time that 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 Jared Wiley walks on the field that it's probably going to be a pass play. That every time K. Brewer's on the field, it's probably going to be a run play because that's the predictability that 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 the old 
offensive coordinator allowed the other teams to have because he wasn't very, you know, um, elaborate in his scheming. To, to and you kind of kind of knew what was going to happen based upon the personnel package that was on the football field. But yeah, definitely take advantage of his talent. I'm going to talk about the second highest rated uh, tight end in this room coming out of high school, and that's Braden Lybrock. Uh, where's number 89, six foot four, 228 pounds. Again, he was the four star. Jatavian Sanders, the guy we're going to talk about next, was a five star. So in this room, the young kids are the highest rated guys you probably have. Uh, four star out of Chandler, Arizona, the fifth best tight end in the country coming out. By the 247 composite. Again, another Under Armour All-American. This this roster we talk about it over and over again with these fall, you know, previews heading into the season, how littered the roster is with Under Armour All-Americans. Uh, it's in his third year. He redshirted, uh, and now he's he's a sophomore, uh, made a season debut against Rice in 2019, uh, has really only contributed on special teams uh at this point. So we need to find out in his third year where Braden Lybrock fits in this room because he's got a lot of young dogs coming behind him, Sanders, Helm, and and, and Juan Davis. So your thoughts on Braden Lybrock? Yeah, I, I think Braden Lybrock, we were really, really excited when you go into Arizona and you grabbed out Jake Smith and you grabbed out Braden, Braden Lybrock, who were top, two of the total, you know, two of the top, you know, offensive guys in, in the state of Arizona. Um, and again, you look at his rank, you know, you look at, you, you talk about the best, best, fifth best tight end in the country. Uh, a top, almost the top 150 guy, according to the 247 composite is a football player. I, I just think, like you said, you got to figure out where he's at this year. Uh, that's really all you can say about, you know, him about Braden Labrock is where, where is he, where is he at this year compared to, to what's behind him? Because again, you're, you're going to continue to recruit tight ends. Um, so kind of seeing where, where Braden Labrock kind of falls in, um, uh, in the two deep or the three deep or wherever he, where he falls this year, because he's got some definitely some talented tight ends that are coming behind him. Um, so definitely it's one of these things where we haven't seen a lot, obviously, you know, uh, special teams is where he's kind of played at uh, definitely would love to see him get the field. And, and, and again, it's all about development, man. If you're bringing guys in that are this highly talented, uh, highly talented in a, in a specific position group, we gotta, we gotta see them progress. We gotta see that development out of them. So definitely kind of excited to see where Jeff Banks uh, takes uh Braden Lombrock as far as development goes. So on to Shavian Sanders, man. I, I sat there and when I was writing this, uh, writing all this information up this morning, I was like, I, I have no clue what I want to grab since half, you know, his bio is probably, uh, if you look at it, probably three or four thousand, you know, it, all, you know, all Under Armour, all American this, you know, it, it, the, the accolades just kept going on and on and on and on and on. So I just wanted to grab a couple of things, man. Um, obviously, Shavian Sanders was the number one athlete, according to the 247, 13th best player in the country. Um, could have been a five star on offense or defense. That that's how good this guy is. I think the question was, and you know, it, as soon as we recruited him, he signed, signed his national letter of intent. It was like, hey, th- we got that question a lot, man. Where's he going to play at? 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 And, and Steve Sarkeesian answered that question. Um, obviously, right now he's in that tight end room and he's getting one on one work with Jeff Banks and a couple of those tight ends off to the side to kind of catch him up. Uh, because he wasn't an early enrollee, so trying to get this, you know, trying to get Tavian Sanders, who played outside um, in 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 high school football, trying to get him to to understand the tight end role um, in line, um, offensive offensive line, trying to get him some some pass or probably blocking techniques. Uh, consistent hands catcher um, as an outside receiver in high school uh, and won, you know, every damn matchup against every cornerback you ever seen him play against uh, with crazy, you know, one handed catches. Um, but to me. When you get these guys out of high school, 
how much weight do you need to put on them? What is their strength level? And, and, and I can tell you, Shatavian Sanders looks like a guy that's been in a, strength, a college strength and conditioning pro, program uh, for multiple years at this particular point. Uh, your thoughts, man, on this five-star Jatavian Sanders out of Denton, Texas? Well, yeah, the superlatives just keep going. Like you said, he's six foot four, 256 pounds. He's larger than Kay Brewer. Kay Brewer's been in a, in a college conditioning program. Now this will be his sixth year. And, and Jatavian Sanders walks in at six foot four, 256 pounds. It's going to be a matchup nightmare. Again, he's one of those guys, like we talked about, Wiley. He's going to be bigger than, than, than the, the, the secondary guys that he's going to go up against. And we saw that continuously in, in, in his games at Denton Ryan. He's going to be faster than most linebackers that have to cover him. Uh, so, again, taking advantage of his skill set, like you said, he'd have been a five-star on the offensive side and the defensive side. And I'll tell you, I guess wrong. When we did his commitment corner back in early uh, 2020, I think it was about this time that he committed to the University of Texas, um, that I believed that he was going to play defense. I just felt like that that, the, that they could mold him and, and with this talented you know, skill set that he had. I felt like he was a more a better fit for defense, and I felt there was more of a need on defense. But, again, Steve Sarkeesian wants him in this tight end room. He's currently, like you said, getting coached one-on-one by Jeff Banks, one of the best in the country. Uh, so just excited to see what he can bring to the team because the next two freshmen that we're going to talk about were early enrollees. Like you said, Jatavian didn't get here till the, till the summer. Uh, but, yeah, just my thoughts, he's, he's a heck of a ball player. Like you said, the number one rated guy in this room coming out of high school. Just interested in what he could bring to the team. Yeah, absolutely, so, man. So I'll hit up What's on that? Juan Davis. Yeah, Juan Davis, num- where's number 81, six foot four, 226 pounds, freshman, uh, three-star out of Fort Worth. Again, another converted position guy. Uh, talking about Jared Wiley played quarterback at Temple. Talking about Jatavian Sanders played outside and defensive end at Denton Ryan. And now Juan Davis, a three-star for Fort Worth, all-district quarterback in high school. Uh, six foot four, 226 pounds, so the leanest guy of the group. Uh, ranked number 44 among athletes. Again, caught 40 passes for 780 yards and eight touchdowns. Rushed for 790 yards and 12 touchdowns. So he was their guy there. Uh, again, Smallest tight end in the room, so you probably see him more in that flex role, uh, big slot role. Uh, but, again, he made plays in the spring game. Saw him and Gunnar Helm making catches in the spring game. Uh, so had a very good account for themselves. We've heard great things about his production in, in the fall as well. Uh, so, yeah, freshman Juan Davis came here ready to play, ready to compete, and it's done really, really well so far. So excited to see what he brings to the team. I, I think the biggest thing with Juan Davis is, is how much how – much- size do they put on want to put on him you know what i'm saying um and, and will his size affect his athletic ability because i think you're right you know it's one of the things you said you know uh to me is he a flex tight end versus an inline tight end do you bring him out there in special situations when you want to when you want to have a bigger guy out there to be able to flex outside the line and, and create matchup nightmares so to me it, it's it's about what they want to do from a from a size standpoint with juan davis it versus how they want to use him um because i don't think if you go look at it uh him versus the rest of the guys like, you know, Kay Brewer or really a Jatavian Sanders or a, or a Wiley based on size alone. Um, I don't think he's, here's your, he's going to be your traditional tight end, but we'll kind of see where it goes, what they decide to do from a, from a strength conditioning program uh, with Juan Davis. But like you said, they've had ample, they had ample opportunity to, to get playing time as early enrollees um, uh, in the spring. And we, me and you both went to the spring game and we seen them and, and, uh, you know, Juan Davis being a little bit leaner than, than Gunnar Ham, but Gunnar Ham, once we talk about him in a minute, he he actually looks the part of a of a of a college football tight end. I think you had another thought on Juan Davis. 
Yeah, I'm not so sure I'd add weight to Juan Davis. I, I, I know that Steve Sarkeesian likes gadget guys in certain positions, Keelan Robinson in the running back room. There's certain uh, probably ex-worthy in the wide receiver room, guys that can do different things. I, I compare him or, or comp him to L.J. Humphrey. If you go back and watch L.J. Humphrey's you know, size and, and speed out of coming out of Carroll, he's about the same as Juan Davis. I see him as a big, like I said, a big slot, uh, taking advantage of, of tight ends in space because and, and, I think he has the speed and he obviously has the ball carrying ability because, uh, like I said, he rushed for 790 yards on a, on 107 carries for 7.4 average. So get him out in space, let him do his thing. I'm not so sure I would I would add weight to him. I would keep him about this frame and utilize him, and like I said, in that big slot area uh, as you move down the football field. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think right now it's just that uh, – how do you want to tinker with really Juan Davis moving forward? Uh, talking about another guy, Gunnar Ham, another uh, true freshman there, number 85, six foot, six foot five, 238 pounds out of a three-star out of Inglewood, Colorado. But what I understand, and, I, and I'm hoping I'm 100% right on this, that I guess that John Elway um, spoke to Gunnar Helm's dad and he told him, hey, um, I guess he was playing wide receiver there in, in, in high school there in Colorado. And he told him, hey, uh, he's going to get bigger. And as he gets bigger, you may want to move him to the tight end room. So actually, that's how Gunnar Helm became a tight end. He was actually a, a, a wide receiver there um, in Inglewood, Colorado. Uh, he was a high, he was a wide receiver that that you know adjusted to be at a tight end. Um, an All State and All Centennial League performer there in in the state of Colorado, ranked number thirteen at his position and number three in the state of uh, Colorado by rivals. Uh, caught twenty eight passes for three hundred sixty seven yards and seven touchdowns as a senior. Uh, what you see because he was a wide receiver before, you see a natural hands catcher. Uh, really, really good with his hands. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, again, he, he's he's a little bigger, man. Six foot five, two hundred thirty eight pounds. You know, put a couple of you know more pounds on him, he'll be able to you know be able to do that that blocking that you need to need, that he needs to do as a as a tight end. Again, an early enrollee um, that was able to get ample playing time uh, in the spring. Come in here, learn the offense. Uh, but also have an opportunity to play in that spring game that me and you watched. And when you see Gunnar Ham in, in, in person, um, he definitely fits the mold of what you're looking for. Um, and as a tight end, as being as big as he is, he didn't look out of place um, uh, uh, when we seen him in the spring game. Your thoughts, man, on Gunnar Ham? Yeah, just he's the sixth scholarship tight end in this room. And I was I was going back and I was doing the math of 85 total scholarships and 3.2 scholarships per position in, you know, as you, as you walk down the football team and this group has six in there and they're very, very comparable. They're all very, very good tight ends. Uh, but I'm going to go back to something you said about John Elway, a Super Bowl champion and NFL general manager talked to your dad and told him, Hey, I think this is what your kid can do. You know, not only if he, as he develops in high school, but college and now the pros, possibly the pros, but you got an NFL GM, uh, critiquing his game and, and giving advice to his dad. It's its really, really cool. But, yeah, just a guy that I think could really play in, in multiple different positions. Yeah. Uh, to me, when you, you're talking about six, you say talking about six scholarship tight ends, man, um, to me it's the, the excitement around this tight end room. Again, Steve Sarkeesian is going to want these guys to do a lot of things in his offense. And I think the the, the position group is at a place where um, if you go down the position groups of, of what we currently have on the 40 acres, this may be one of the – uh, the top ones, maybe top three uh, position groups based on talent, based on talent. You know, obviously you got to get out there and you got to see uh, these guys, you know, play a role. You got to get them some experience. But from a talent standpoint, uh, you got to be excited about this tight end room. But going back, I, I think, you know, to kind of just round up what we've talked about with these tight ends is, is the ability to um, 
get these guys to be able to block at the same level that they're able to catch the ball so that you don't put your your offensive coordinator in a position where you can't play a guy or you're tipping your hand to, you know, running the ball versus passing the ball because you can't get these, you, you can't trust that they're going to be able to, to block for a B. John Robinson or block a, a def- defensive end that's coming around the corner to, to take your quarterback's head off. But definitely excited about this tight end room. Um, I think we'll see a lot of two tight end sets. And the reason we'll see two tight end sets is, is, is the next position group we're probably going to talk about today. And that's running backs. And uh, there'll be a lot of running the ball, but, but really, really excited about this tight end room. Yeah, and, and I went back as you were talking. I went to looked at the 2022 recruiting board and, and the commitments. What it's allowed you to do with having you know Librock, uh, Juan Davis, Jatavian Sanders, and Gunnar Helm all being freshmen or sophomores is I don't feel the need to 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 go for a 22 tight end commitment at this point, and maybe not even a 2023, depending on how well these guys play. But like you say, they play an integral part in Steve Sarkeesian's offense. Uh, they're asked to do a lot, and like you said. Uh, can't probably can't get enough good ones, you know, because because like you said, you, you got to have that versatility where, like you said, when this guy comes in the game, the defense coordinator still doesn't know whether it's run pass. Uh, and you could got to line these guys up in, in different uh, areas across the football field based upon their skill set. But, yeah, excited about this room just just as, just as much as you are and ready to go. Yeah, don't, not to get too much into the recruiting thing, but I think it lets you be able to be picky about what you're trying to get. And I think right now, if you don't get the number one recruit tight end uh, in the country, Jaleel Skinner, I think you'll move on to the next class. But uh, not to get too far down into that recruiting. Uh, and I want to get down to that rabbit hole. But, hey, we hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening, as always. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TX Football Talk, on Facebook at Texas Football Talk, and on Instagram at Texas Football Talk. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Um, if you're following us on podcast, uh, you know, hit that follow. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening as always and hook them. Hook them.